ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number 526. If you will, simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story, a single true non-fiction story, uh, and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history in the present and in the future. Today, my beloved, we're reading Second Chronicles chapter 4, verses 12 through 22. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for allowing things to be as well as they are. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. For your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And for all of the millions and many in manifold blessings that you have indeed bestowed upon us. I praise you, Holy Father God, 
for salvation and spiritual family and life. Financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical uh, blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. Lord, grant everybody your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, your faith, and the power of your Holy Spirit, everybody here and everybody out there. Lord, a mind to actually pray and not just listen to somebody else pray and then get mad when they don't get a blessing. Help them to pray for themselves. Help them to stop being angry and bitter and frustrated towards you and towards other people and help them to pray. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Grant us, Lord, your grace, your strength, your energy, and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word and to understand it and to apply it to our lives and to obey it and to live by it and to walk by faith in it. And, uh, Lord, have it to help us to walk by faith and to strengthen our faith. And, Lord, we... Pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, hopefully individually, hopefully collectively, collect, uh, collectively as well. And for Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon us, continued mercy and grace upon us. And for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures. Lord, wash and cleanse our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits, and our consciences in the precious blood of Christ, and cleanse us from all sin and from all unrighteousness. And create within us, Lord, the right kind of heart and attitude and spirit. Lord, for those who are saved, sad to say, Lord, you know it better than we do. There are some among us who say they're saved and who know the lingo and who know how to turn on, turn it on when they want to. But they're, they're not saved. They're not born again. Uh, they have not made a commitment to you in their hearts as they should. Uh, and so, Holy Father God, again, I pray... Lord, for the salvation of my own wife uh, of 30, over 30 something years. And this is nothing new to you, it's nothing new to her. She's standing right here beside me. 
Uh, I have been uh, dealing with her about this for uh, nearly 34 years uh, when I realized that she was not bearing any fruit of salvation in her life. And uh, uh, based upon how she has treated her children and uh, her unwillingness to humble down and submit willingly to her husband and, uh, and such things as that in the family uh, which a saved woman would have done uh, pretty easily. And I do pray that you would open up her blinded eyes and stop her deaf ears and let her and help her to relinquish her Jamaican pharaohistic pride and stubbornness and rebelliousness and uh, to stop holding on to something that uh, is not real and not true. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would uh, cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, out of her life and out of the lives of other people in our family who have a similar problem and issue, and we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts in their lives and from our lives today. Uh, the devil, as always, is geared up on Saturday, Friday and Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, and uh, he's geared up uh, already today to try to cause a problem as I will be preaching and teaching your word, giving myself to prayer and to the ministry of your word uh, several times here today and tomorrow. And uh, he does not like that. He does not like my praying without ceasing. He does not like me leading the family to pray uh, without ceasing. He does not like for me to lead others to pray without ceasing. And so he is uh, constantly uh, trying, mad at me and trying to hinder me in going forward in preaching your holy gospel and your holy word. <clears throat> and so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would squelch all of that this uh, at this time and throughout this day and weekend. And I pray uh, that people would get saved here and out there and that your Holy Ghost would move mightily upon uh, the hearts and minds of people everywhere, your Holy Gospel, your Holy Word. And Lord, that miraculous thing that you do to save a soul from hell, which is an amazing miracle. And so, Holy Father God, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love, your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. 
For those of us who are saved, for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures. And Lord God in heaven at this time, and I'm thankful for those, Lord, who do their work consistently and faithfully. Uh, and uh, I pray that, Lord, they would make sure that they that all of the people here would examine themselves and uh, uh, make sure that they are in the faith and that what they're doing, they're doing joyfully and cheerfully for you, for your glory, your praise, and your honor, your kingdom. And Lord, I pray that uh, this preaching that you have me doing now, uh, for you have helped me to see that there are many people in the church who are not saved. They have never been born again. Many preachers are not saved, never been born again. That's why we have the chaos and the mess that we do have in the church today. Uh, there are some people who love the church atmosphere, but they don't love you. And they don't love what you want them to do. Uh, and that is to be obedient to you. If you love me, you said, keep my commandments. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of my wife's life and out of the lives of others in our family and others in churches all around the world. Uh, cast out the devil and the demons of hell and cast out the satanic, demonic spirits of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias uh, out of their lives and cast out the demonic works that they do from those evil spirits. Pride, pharaohistic pride, stubbornness, rebelliousness, witchcraft, bad attitudes, bad spirits. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that Lord you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts, Lord, from our family and from all other Christian families and uh, all other people. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And uh, Holy Father God, I do pray that you would deliver us today from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that 
Lord, you would help us all who are saved to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving. around the world and Lord we pray that you would draw them to yourself for salvation and we pray that Lord you would do this around the world across this country in our communities in our churches in our families and in our lives and Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would, for those of us who are saved, grant us your grace and your strength and the power of your Holy Spirit to truly confess our sins and to repent of our sins and to be obedient to you and to do right by you. And we pray, Lord, that you would lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, problems, troubles, and fears from our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. Fill us, Lord, with your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Holy Father God, fill us with your peace, that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable at all times. And Lord, we pray that you would deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions. Deliver us, Lord, from all of our tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. Deliver us, Lord, for those of us who are saved from all of our spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, student loan debt issues, uh, student progress problems and issues and obstacles. And, and Lord, protect everybody from a uh, housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, utilities crisis. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would protect, Lord, my family and all other Christian families. Protect us, Lord, 
from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Lord, I pray that you will bless and protect our family and other Christian families and other families as you see fit. And Lord, I pray that you would place upon us the whole arm of God. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ and um, surround us with the band of your holy angels and give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, the devil, and sin throughout this day and help us to accomplish and to do what you would have us to accomplish and to do. And we pray that you would help us to glorify your holy name, to lift up your holy son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we pray, Lord, for the salvation of the lost and for the revival of the saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, Lord, bless and anoint and grant us anointing and unction and understanding and wisdom from your holy word today and help us to live by it throughout this day and keep our hearts and minds stayed on you. Keep us, Lord, therefore, in perfect peace. And, Lord, we pray that you would grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray without ceasing and to meditate on your Holy Word and to do your will today. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, our Lord, I have the high honor, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, at Second Chronicles chapter 4. Verses 12 through 22. To it, the two pillars and the pommels and the chapters which were on the top of the two pillars and the two wreaths to cover the two pommels of the chapters which were on the top of the pillars. And four hundred pomegranates on the two wreaths, two rows of pomegranates on each wreath to cover the two pommels of the chapters which were upon the pillows. He made also bases and lavers made he upon the bases. One C and twelve oxen under it, the pots also, and the shovels, 
and the flesh hooks and all their instruments did Hiram his father make to King Solomon for the house of the Lord of bright brass. In the plain of Jordan did the king cast them in the clay ground between Succoth and Zeradatha. Thus Solomon made all these vessels in great abundance, for the weight of the brass could not be found out. And Solomon made all of the vessels that were for the house of God, the golden altar also, and the tables whereon the showbread was set. Moreover, the candlesticks with their lamps, that they should burn after the manner before the oracle of pure gold. And the flowers and the lamps and the tongs made he of gold and that perfect gold. And the snuffers and the basins and the spoons and the censers of pure gold and the entry of the house, the inner doors thereof for the most holy place, and the doors of the house of the temple were of gold. <coughs> Pardon me. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members my beloved this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the scripture and the sense podcast episode number 965 where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible knowledge commentary and or the Matthew Henry commentary or some other reputable commentary This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read 
in the book, in the law of God distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast, therefore, dear friends, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, along with prayer and faith and obedience, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened. Today, dear friends, we are reading Malachi chapter 2, verse 13. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, give us great understanding of your holy word and a mind and a heart to obey it and to apply it to our lives. And help us to proclaim your holy gospel and to preach your holy word, the whole counsel of God to others that they may know you as Savior and be obedient to you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. <clears throat> Malachi chapter 2 verse 13 and this have ye done again covering the altar of the Lord with tears with weeping and with crying out insomuch that he regardeth not the offering any more, or receiveth it with good will at your hand. My, my, my. Dear friends, I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 2, verse 13. Now here is the sense of it, here is the understanding of it, with the help of the Holy Ghost, and with the help of the BKC, the Bible Knowledge Commentary. The two lines of evidence in this oracle are arranged chiastically so that the sin consequence structure in the foregoing is reversed here. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to uh, say this again. The two lines of evidence in this oracle are arranged chiastically so that the sin consequence structure in the foregoing is reversed here. The consequence or symptom of the sin is presented first. And then the sin is stated. Malachi said some people flood the Lord's altar with tears. Whose tears do these refer to? Some have suggested that these were the tears of divorced wives 
who were seeking justice from the Lord. But the second half of verse 13 indicates that these were the tears of the men who after divorcing their Israelite wives to marry pagan found that the Lord no longer received their offerings. This fits naturally with verse 12. My, my, my. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for helping us to see our own lives in your ancient scriptures, always. For those especially who are saved and who uh, can hear and understand your holy word. And so, Holy Father God, we pray, help us to apply it to our lives, help us to love it, help us to cherish it, help us to obey it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we now move to the family verses, what I have dubbed the family verses, to our family segment. And yes, it is very simple. Uh, it is not complicated. Always remember The gospel is not complicated, it is simple and logical, and the Christian life is not complicated. It basically boils down to, if you love me, Jesus Christ said, keep my commandments. That's, that, that's, listen to me, this is the goal of God for everybody in the world. Obey him. That's it. This is not hard. Just obey God's word. And your life will be simple. And your life will be better. And uh, you'll be more successful in life. Now you will have troubles and tribulations in life. That's just the way it is. Jesus told us that before he left. We need simple lives, we need simple families, we need simple churches. We need to go back to the basics, back to the fundamentals of the faith. None of this stuff is hard. We make it hard because of our sinful nature and following our sinful nature and following Satan and following our flesh and following ourselves and not following God and not following Jesus. My friends, males and females, including my enemies as well. And my own family members as well. If you get your own life straightened out and get your family straightened out, you'll be fine. 
It's me, it's me, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Stop pointing your finger at others and blaming others and get your own act together, get your family together. Then the church will be fine. And the community will be fine. And the world will be fine, better off than what it is, if we had done that. We have gotten away from that. God, in his love and mercy, is trying to get you back to it. But you may have uh, messed up to the point where you've offended God so much and, and, and that you might not have the opportunity to turn it around this time. I don't know. I'm just sensing that myself. Nevertheless, we're in verse 33 of chapter 5 for our second day because we're not in a hurry. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. God is still telling husbands what to do. You don't need a pastor in his book to tell you how to be a husband. First of all, even before you got saved, and I know some people are going to be shocked at this, you have you have the instincts in you to be a husband. Have you noticed there's no the most important institution in the world, there's no university built, uh, no university formed for the family. You don't have to go to college for four years and learn how to be a husband, to learn how to be a wife. Why? Because God already put that in your instincts, in your conscience, in your mind. And if you are saved, you now have the Holy Ghost of God to help you big time, which includes the Word of God. So what's the problem? Hmm? You, in your human sinful nature, you want to do what you want to do. You want to get married, but you want to be footloose and fancy free. That's not working. Okay, that's not going to work for you. You understand me? You want to do what you want to do. You don't want to do what God wants you to do, see. Uh, but this passage was written to Christians... But it applies to everybody. But only Christians would listen to it because they have the Holy Spirit of God on the inside of them. So Christians should have wonderful, heavenly marriages, period. That's if everybody obeys God's word. And that's if everybody is saved in the family. Okay? Starting with the husband. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife. Several points. In this passage, God commands the husband to love his wife. You say, well, I can't stand her now, man. I hate her. Now, wait a minute now. 
you you must not be saved because see if you're saved you will have that love in your heart for your wife love, granted love does not mean letting her have her way love does not mean taking her out on a date every week that's in most cases foolishness because we're not dating we're married that's a different we're not trying to get get to know one another we did that what you people are trying to do is try to get the same feeling you had when you first met, all of the excitement and everything. God uses all of that to get you together. So you get married and raise children and have an impact in the world for Him. Okay? And uh, those who strike the original match, in the words of Chuck Swindoll, they may have a longer lasting kind of romantic kind of thing going, and that's wonderful if you got that. Okay, keep it as long as you can. But dating every week is not going to do that. But, but you know, if you want to do that, you got that kind of money, you go right ahead. But you can date at home. In fact, I believe you, you can have your best dates at the house. Uh, everybody knows, everybody who has sense knows that food cooked at the house, bought by you, and, and, and cooked at the house is better than any restaurant because you don't know what the people are doing in the back with, with, with your food or with your wine. They might be watering down your wine too. They're going to charge you $50 a glass when you could have bought three or four bottles of wine. That's ridiculous. Okay, so, I mean, we're not talking to lost people to do these things. We're talking to Christians to do these things. If lost people want to have a better marriage, they can do them too. They have common sense. They have the instincts. They have a conscience. They know what to do. All women know uh, instinctively they should submit to their husbands. Pardon me. And obey their husbands. He's 260 pounds, from, uh, nothing but muscle from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And uh, she's barely 125, I think. I mean, it's not, I mean, it shouldn't, I shouldn't even have to bring this up like that. But you ought to know from just the uh, situation uh, that he, he's uh, the one in authority. You, you're the one who needs to submit. It's not a matter of intimidation or threats. Uh, but you don't need to be ruling over the man. You know that. And the man is in charge. In, 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 uh, these are in your instincts. And see, this is why God is angry with the wicked every day. This is why God uh, uh, gets on uh, people's cases about their sin and their foolishness. Because... He, get, he put the instincts in, in, in you to be a wife and a mother, to be a, a husband and a father. He, put, he gave you a conscience. He gave you common sense. Then he gave you the Bible. And then he, if you're saved, he gave you the Holy Spirit of God. And you got to jump over all of that. Then he saved you. You got to jump over the blood and everything else to do this foolishness and this evil that destroys the lives of the children destroys your life and the, and the life of your spouse. See, and you're going to suffer the consequences if you jump all, fight through all of that to do that. 
it's it's just stupid. And uh, and and as I told my uh, daughter Danny years ago, when she was a child, she was just so frustrated and so angry with her mother because she just would not do right and submit to her husband and do what she was told and she was ready to go on the trip or ready to do something fun and uh, her mother always would mess up things by not doing what she was told to do and my oldest daughter Danny uh, would always ask me ask me uh, Papa why won't she just go ahead and do right and do what she, she do what she's supposed to do and all I would say to her, I said, Danny, to me, it's just stupid. Uh, to me, it's just a stupid behavior. And uh, and, uh, I, and I and we have people today. And some pastors need to tell some people, some husbands, why what you're doing is stupid. I'm not calling you stupid, but what you're doing is stupid. Do you know that there are people who do stupid things? Husbands, fathers, wives, mothers, they know better. See, the reason why I call it stupid is because they know better. Even if they're not saved, they have instincts. They have uh, uh, a conscience. They have common sense. And, uh, and if they claim to be saved, then more is expected of them. And the truth of the matter is, most people today, most people living today, in the church and out of the church, are caught up in doing stupid things that cause problems for themselves. Husbands and wives, fathers and mothers, teenagers, children, uh, young, especially young people, young adults, when you know better, you ought to do better. And if you don't do better, uh, and you continue doing evil when you know better, that's stupid to me. It's just stupid. And we need more pastors and more parents and more people in authority, husbands as well, telling the people under them what you're doing is stupid and it's causing a problem for you. Eventually. My children witnessed me telling their mother all of their lives, obey God's word, get, the right, get your heart right with God, and do the right thing. Uh, I had tried to lead my wife to the Lord uh, many times over the past 34 years because she uh, was not and is not acting like a saved person. And uh, she didn't do so because of her uh, Jamaican style, Pharaohistic style, pride, uh, which now, here it is Mother's Day weekend, uh, and every, it's been this way for every Mother's Day, when my children were young and pure-hearted, innocent-hearted, uh, I never told them to do this because I don't have a motherly bone in my body, but they would call me the father and the mother because they, they felt the love for me for them. And uh, and so they've always done something for me on Mother's Day, and not for her, and uh, and that's how it's been for many years, and because she just did not rise to the occasion, and be the mother she should have been, even to this day. 
Uh, and, is, and, and you say, well, why hasn't she? Uh, it's nothing but pride, stubbornness, rebelliousness. She knew, she knew back then, and she knows now it would please me. So she wants to be in rebellion against me. And, and to the point of hurting her children. You say, well, that's, that sounds devilish. It is devilish. It's demonic. And I've told her that for 34 years. <clears throat> and what the world, pardon me, what the world wants to do, especially the world in the church, our worldly church pastors and worldly church pastors' wives and worldly church women, they want to blame the man. See? Oh, it must have been something you didn't do, something you didn't uh, say, and so forth and so on. No, that was not it. No. Uh, she was hell-bent on not being a good mother to her children. She, uh, at times when I told her to feed the children at certain times, she refused to do so. Uh, trying to get back at me for no reason. And even we tried to hinder in the ministry to try to get back at me. And I've always told her, uh, I wear that as a badge of honor, that the only way you can get back at me is to try to hurt the Lord's work. And so uh, I share that with you in light of the fact that there are people in this world, especially in the church, where mama is always right. The wife is always right. Uh, the woman is always right. She's perfect and wonderful. It's the man who is the monster. See? Uh, and uh, that is just not the case. That's what you built up. And that's why you have a mess on your hands today. And that's why we're all in the mess we're in today. Because we did not do it God's way. We did it our way. And, and when you do it, uh, in the flesh and do it our way that's what we get we get what we deserve and so happy Mother's Day to me again and uh, thank God for all the other husbands who confronted their wives and told them you're not going to do that foolishness here and I've told my wife many times, if you're not going to obey God and obey me, it's time to leave. Go someplace else. If you're not going to love your children and do what I tell you by regarding them, uh, you, you need to find someplace else to go. And she chose to stay to this very day. And I allow her to stay. Not because I want to. But I do know this, I have God's love for her, otherwise I would not allow her to stay. And, uh, and what she needs to do, if she refuses to get saved, she needs to do like many other women have done down through the years who are not saved, and just do what she knows in her instincts, uh, in her common sense, to do. A whole lot of people could avoid trouble in their lives if they just followed their common sense. But she's supposed to be saved. And uh, if she is saved, then she needs to act that way with the help of the Holy Ghost and be the woman, the wife, and the mother 
that God wants her to be. And the main thing that God is requiring, requiring of her in this same verse is, and the wife, see that, make sure she understands and does this, and that is she reverence her husband. <clears throat> and my wife, Marika White, uh, does not even reverence God. She doesn't even res- respect God. She doesn't respect Jesus Christ. And so I have never expected her to respect and reverence her husband. Now, what I have done is I've insisted on her doing uh, certain things. And in my household, she has to uh, respond to me in a certain way or she needs to go someplace else. And that's always been the case. And I feel sorry for you, sir, that if you don't have that kind of authority with your wife, uh, and you probably don't, because I really mean what I'm saying, and she knows it. You say, well, what have you done? Have you read the books and, that we've read uh, and from the great pastors, the great evangelical pastors, about how you need to do this for your wife and that for your wife? And if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Happy wife, happy life, and all of that foolishness? No, I have never read those books. And I'm not going to do that. Because she needs to obey God's word herself. It's not, it's not contingent upon what I do. That's made clear in First Peter chapter three, uh, and throughout the scriptures, uh, God will deal with me, not her. And so, uh, all of this, all of these things that you men have done, has it helped you? No. Oh, opening the door for your wife, they tell you, uh, you can do that if you want to, and. Uh, taking your wife out on a date every week. Uh, You can do that if you want to. Uh, But that is not required of you by God. That's that's the the compromises and things that they've done uh, to keep their marriage uh, going, and she's in charge. In most cases today, Uh, The wife is Jezebel, and the husband is Ahab, and she rules the roost. And everybody knows it. Uh, The pastor knows it. The pastor's wife knows it, so they work through the wife and the children. They don't work through the husbands. And that's why we don't have that many men in the church today. Who wants to be disrespected in his house, in his home? Let me me keep house, because I'm sick and tired of people calling houses homes. They're not homes. They're houses. The husband and the wife and the children, if they do right, will make it into a home. They, they, they use the word home, these people who sell houses and everything. It's a psychological thing. Have you seen some of these shows on some of these uh, housing channels? Uh, makeover channels and all that and people walk in uh, it's almost like they're having sex ooh ah oh my yeah this kitchen is oh look at that oh that's beautiful ooh ah mmm look at that bedroom it's the same old mess in every house 
and they go, mm, I take, they, 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 and they lie to these people calling, saying, using the word home. It's a psychological thing to make them think that the house is something that's going to make a home. That's not the case, people. You people are caught up with all of this foolishness. You don't have a home unless the husband and the wife are doing what they're supposed to be doing and the children are supposed to be doing, are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And, and, and you are filled with Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with God's love. That's a home and everybody's obeying God and there's peace, constant peace, constant joy. You say, preacher, that'll never be. It should be. It should be. If you have a husband who loves the Lord uh, and is obeying the Lord and loving his wife and the wife is respecting her husband uh, every day, not trying to manipulate him and lie to him and nag him and all of that, it should be peaceful at all times. And the children should be peaceful. And, and it's a shame. I've told my wife this. Uh, our children have been more peaceful than she's ever been in her life. All of my children. And most of them know I'm not going to tolerate uh, any rebelliousness or foolishness or anybody hurting anybody. And, I, and that's one of the things I marvel at is that as far as I know, None of my children have ever fought each other or hit each other. And as far as I know, I've asked them. I've never seen it. I know that. And uh, uh, I do know that some of the uh, sisters would say little negative remarks to the younger sister or whatever the case. And, I, and, and they got their, quite frankly, they got their asses whipped for anything like that. Uh, and in my book, the younger child always uh, will get the benefit of the doubt. I, I don't care. I don't care what you got to say about it. The younger child always got the benefit of the doubt from from me, because I'm going to protect the youngest child from you, the older child. If you st t uh, you say something to her crossways, or they say 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 something to him crossways, whatever. You you take you put more food in your bowl and, and theirs and all that. Uh -uh. So I'm going to deal with that. But as far as them hitting each other or fighting each other and crying to me and saying he hit me, she hit me, I never, we never, I've never had that in my family, never. And I thank the Lord for that. That the children have, and it's a miracle. It's a blessing to me. Uh, coming from out of the household my wife came out of and I came out of, uh, that my children are more peaceful and uh, uh, more uh, quiet and peaceful, meek and more meek than my wife. It's, it's a shame, but it's the truth. And I've told her that many times. And that ought not to be. And so, uh, wives, whether you like it or not, well, I, I, I don't like him anymore. I, I can't respect him anymore. Well, you married him in God's sight. So, uh, I want you to understand what, how, what God expects of you. 
You obey God. You do your part. Stop trying to change him. Keep your mouth shut and, and humble yourself down and pray without ceasing, ceasing, ceasing and do the next thing. See, that's another thing that's wrong with you people in the, in the family today. You, you get depressed, defeated, and disgusted because you don't do the next thing. You have, honey, child, <laughs> you have 12 different things that you need to do today just for the household. Then, you need to graduate from law school, like this little girl, 19 years old, who graduated from law school in Dallas. Okay? Preacher, what are you saying? You need to graduate from law school. You need to be, you need to take care of the next thing in the household, and then whatever your goals have been throughout your life that God has put in your heart, you need to be pursuing them. With uh, your husband's blessings. You want to take classes? Take your classes. Do the next thing. Stop getting depressed and defeated and disgusted and all caught up in yourself. You want to blame everybody else for your failures. Blaming your husband. Blaming your father. Blaming your mother. Blaming everybody. And same thing for some of you weak husbands. Getting all defeated and depressed and down in the mouth. Do the next thing. Make a list of the things you need to do in the house and around the house. And then from that, if you need to finish your bachelor's degree, get it done. You, want, you need to start a business, get it done. You, you've had a book in your heart since you've been four years old, write it. And stop wasting people's time and, and uh, wasting your life. So, nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. With that, my beloved, let's pray for other families and other people by the grace of God and by the power of his Holy Spirit. Understand, the Holy Spirit is the fuel you need to pray and to read the Bible and to study the Bible and to teach the Bible and to preach the Bible and to preach the gospel. You understand? Without the Holy Spirit, nothing is going to come alive. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. So pray without ceasing. And the greatest advice that I can give you people in families and people in general, single people, is to pray without ceasing. So let's do that. Let's start that right now. And then once we depart, everybody pray without ceasing. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for the salvation of families that don't know your Savior. We pray for the revival of families that do know your Savior, uh, and help them, Lord, to live by your holy word, your holy Bible. Uh, Lord, if they love you, help them to obey you. And Holy Father God, I pray 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving in this country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, we also pray that you would have mercy and grace upon us uh, in who, who claim to be Christians, who name the name of Christ, but have not obeyed you, for we have not obeyed your great um, commandment, nor have we obeyed your great commitment, uh, your great uh, commission, and nor have we had a great commitment to you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon us and forgive us all of our sins and help us to repent and get back to you, our first love, and to obey you. Uh, thank you for teaching me and showing me that what you want is obedience from all of us who claim to be Christians. Then, Lord, I pray that for those of us who are saved, help us to humble ourselves, pray and seek your face, and turn from our wicked ways and repent and get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I also pray, Lord, today for all people who are in the Ministry of Government, from the President on down and around to all leaders of the world. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we pray that you would save those who are lost in government, revive those who are saved, cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of government ministers, that we may lead peaceful lives as you lead God and direct them. And Holy Father God, we also pray, Lord, that you would protect all of your persecuted Christians around the world, provide for them, protect them, bless them, grant them your grace for their trying hours and for their dying hours, if that is your will. And that includes us in America, for it has already started, as even this weekend churches are supposed to be uh, attacked and uh, protested in front of because of what we believe from your word. And so, Lord, protect all churches around the world and protect all churches that stand for you in America today and around the world. Uh, let your will be done. And Holy Father God, we also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For all of the millions of people who are hurting due to the coronavirus plague. And Holy Father God, from the war as well, uh, we pray that you'll comfort these people as only you can. Provide for them and deliver them. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, 
that, uh, and we pray for some by name as we have prayed for the millions around the world. Lord, we pray for the family and friends of New York police officer Ramon Roman. We pray for the family and friends of New York resident Caridad Santiago. We pray for the family and friends of New York veteran Victor Zapana. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of New York bus operator Ernesto Hernandez. We pray for the family and friends of New York bus operator Cesar Torres. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. Now, Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the prayer requests. Before we get into the few that we're going to pray for by name, we do uh, not want to fail to pray for the thousands of folks who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. And we thank you for giving us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray for their specific needs um, uh, repeatedly uh, down through the years. And we pray now still for all of them. Uh, that you continue to bless them for for the these specific needs that they have, and we pray also for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical uh, blessings, Lord, upon them today. And we pray the same of, upon the new people. We pray for Vicky for your perfect will to be done in Brian's life. We pray for Asif. Please bless him with Bibles and Bible study materials. We pray for Patrick. Help him to forsake all and follow you and spend more time in your word and prayer. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel, through this ministry. Uh, And we pray, Lord, not only for these, but for the thousands who have made a profession of faith in you down through the years. Help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray for Alinja, Isaiah, Ibrahim, Truzila, and Hines. And we also pray, Lord, for those who have recommitted their lives to you uh, as Christians from the preaching of your Holy Word through this ministry. They have written in on their own by your power. For we have never given an uh, we have never given an invitation for them to uh, even recommit their lives, or or let us know that they recommitted their lives. It is all your doing by the power of your holy word preached. We pray for Teddy, Emma, Andra, uh, Neobong, and uh, Etusala. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, uh, Lord willing, I'll be preaching in a few hours. Please join us if God will so lead you. And happy Mother's Day. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. 
that he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in, him, Jesus Christ, should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. 
Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner, and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and Lord, I do, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to truly repent of my sins past. and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you Lord Jesus in the new life for it is in your name I do pray amen now dear friend of mine if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior and you pray that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart I declare to you that based upon the Word of God the Holy Bible that I just shared with you you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven welcome to the family of God dear friend I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9, uh, and this is what the book title is based on. I am the door, Jesus Christ said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.